98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines. The chief executive shrugs off concerns about low passenger numbers on the new express rail link and warns against trying to promote independence on government premises. League of Social Democrats former lawmaker Leung Kwok Hung says prosecutions for disrupting a school debate are an abuse of procedure. Candidates line up for next month's Kowloon West by-election and fears mount that e-cigarettes could help youngsters move on to dangerous drugs. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she's not worried that the government may end up having to foot the bill if the express rail link fails to meet its passenger estimates, saying there are huge prospects for the link to attract more passengers in the future. The government earlier said that it expected 80,000 passengers to use the new rail line every day. Speaking before the weekly Exco meeting, Mrs. Lamb said this figure is just the government's best estimate and not a target. She added that it will take time for people to get used to the new cross-boundary facility, noting that about 78,000 passengers crossed the border through the West Kowloon terminus yesterday. Here's Mrs. Lamb. I'm not worried about the financial situation because in the arrangement that we have signed with Mass Transit Railway Corporation, or not we as a government, but the KCR, the Kowloon Canton Railway Corporation, have signed with the Mass Transit Railway Corporation. We have put in pretty conservative estimates about the passenger trips, so it is unlikely that we will need to subsidize the operation of this high-speed train. But of course, it is for the operator that is the Mass Transit Railway Corporation, to do all the necessary promotions to increase the patronage on the high-speed train. The executive also played down concerns over subsidence near the Exhibition Centre station for the MTR's Shartin to Central Line, saying that the government will only open the facility after making sure that it's safe. Excavation work at the station resumed over the weekend after the government decided that subsidence around the area did not exceed the new higher safety limits it issued late on Friday. And Mrs. Lamb also said the government will not allow people using its premises to promote independence. Her comments follow an incident at the Eastern Court of the Government Headquarters, popularly known as Civic Square, in which a protester with a placard advocating independence was barred from entering. Mrs. Lamb also says it's deeply regrettable that three security staff were injured after protesters refused to cooperate during the National Day march yesterday. The High Court has dismissed an appeal by League of Social Democrats former legislator Leung Kwok Hung and a fellow party member against their convictions for disrupting a school debate that was attended by then-Chief Secretary Carrie Lam. Mr Leung and co-defendant Tam Tak Chi were convicted of obstructing a person in lawful use of a civic centre when they charged a protest at the Queen Elizabeth Stadium in 2015. But the court replaced Mr Leung's week-long jail term and Mr Lam's suspended sentence with a $3,000 fine each after ruling that the original punishment was too heavy, considering the protest didn't involve any violence. Both said they will challenge the convictions in the Court of Final Appeal. Mr Leung told reporters that he believes the prosecutions were an abuse of procedure and can set a precedent for authorities to curb demonstrations at government venues. We didn't involve in any scuffle, no violence involved. And after that, someone went to the police and complain about it and then the police arrest us so i think it start from the abc is that uh, the demonstrator will be threatened always anyone who is not welcomed by the celebrity and then they will be uh, the subject of political persecution 
The High Court will decide on whether to let them take the matter to the top court on a hearing on Tuesday. The Labour Party's Lausil Lai has become the first to submit her nomination form to run in next month's LegCo by-election. She was disqualified over the way she took her oath and is now vying for the seat in Kowloon West that she previously held. Miss Lau said she can't predict if she'll be allowed to run, saying it's up to what she described as a ridiculous regime to decide. She was asked what if the authorities disqualify her after the nomination period ends. I think it will be a very ridiculous scenario. I want to be more prudent and give more time for our uh, pro-democratic camp to have the feedback uh, uh, to face a different scenario. I think it's, uh, the, uh, I want to give uh, the best protection to our citizens. Independent Frederick Fung, who earlier quit his party, the ADPL, also said he plans to submit his nomination form this afternoon. Lao Siu Lai says his candidacy would make it difficult for the pro-democracy camp's chances, but she says she hopes supporters can tell which candidate has the pro-democrats' endorsement. The political assistant to the former Food and Health Secretary, co-wing man Yan Chan, has also declared her candidacy in the Kowloon West LegCo by-election. Flanked by the former health minister and DAB lawmaker Vincent Chang, the former reporter says she understands why people see her as a pro-establishment candidate, but she stresses she doesn't belong to any political parties and needs supports from all sides. Citing the growing social divide, Ms Chan said she wants to do more for Hong Kong. Until now, I think uh, in Hong Kong is full of negative atmosphere. Uh, I wish to use my past experience uh, to change this situation. Uh, I will mainly focus about on the education, uh, medical, and the uh, uh, housing issue. Both the education and medical sectors have expressed concern over the possible use of e-cigarettes for drug use by youngsters in Hong Kong. This comes after a caller to an RTHK radio program said she'd heard from many youngsters at a drug addiction treatment centre where she works that some are using e-cigarettes to take the drug ICE. She said it's mainly because it's hard to detect. The chairman of the Committee on Homeschool Cooperation, Henry Tong, who's calling for a total ban on e-cigarettes, said he'll raise the matter with the government. We are very concerned about students or young people using electronic cigarettes for putting drugs in them because it's very difficult for parents to find out. We certainly will make this point to the government. Professor Bernard Cheung, the first vice president of the Federation of Medical Societies in Hong Kong, warned of the potential dangers of abusing e-cigarette devices. Nicotine, which is certainly harmful, but there are even more harmful substances you can put in this mechanism uh, of delivery. And I, I, I just dread to think what can be put inside. Uh, cannabis, cannabinoids, so cannabis-like chemicals can be put in there, and other soft drugs, including uh, ice, for instance. Uh, so, you know, this is really, you know, something we have to be very, very uh, uh, careful about and make sure that, you know, our youngsters don't develop a habit. Civic Party legislator Kwok Ka Ki and Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Cheung say they're disappointed by the slow progress of the Advisory Committee on Mental Health. The committee, chaired by former Justice Secretary Wong Yan Lung, was created almost a year ago to help formulate a more comprehensive and integrated approach. But surveys on different age groups won't be carried out till next year, and the findings won't be available till 2021 or 2022. Speaking to reporters after meeting with Mr Wong, Dr Cheung said they're demanding concrete action for patients seeking mental health support. 
We are concerned that、um, in the meantime there isn't、uh, any progress or real concrete recommendations being made, and then we are looking at rather severe. Uh, problems in the shortage of services. For example, the children and adult le-、uh, adolescent uh, mental health uh, clinic is really having a very long queue. We're talking about a two to three year wait for first、uh, assessment.、Uh, it is completely unacceptable. The bodies of dozens of students have been pulled from a church in Sulawesi, which has been swamped by a landslide after Friday's earthquake and tsunami. The discovery adds to an already high death toll of at least 844 after a tsunami hit the city of Palu, but officials say the figure is certain to rise. Meanwhile, anger is mounting among traumatized survivors, with food and clean water in short supply and power still cut off in many settlements. Jan Galfand is the head of the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Each day that passes, it gets more complicated. There's food that is starting to be a problem. Fuels are a problem. Clean water. There's stagnant water that, that's for disease. The, the amount of people that have died that they've not been able to, you know, adequately address the corpses. That is a source of concern because of disease. Also, people need shelter. They need all sorts of different kinds of goods that they can have. The needs are complete because an earthquake is so devastating. President Trump has stressed he wants the FBI to conduct a comprehensive investigation into sexual assault allegations against his Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. He said the FBI should interview Judge Kavanaugh and anyone else they want. The FBI has only days to investigate before the Senate votes on his nomination. Here's the BBC's Anthony Zercher with more. There have been background investigations into Brett Kavanaugh when he became a White House employee, when he became a federal judge. You have to realize that these investigations、uh, are. To determine if there's any sort of national security danger by putting this person in a position of authority、uh, or access to to information,、uh, but they were not directed towards any of the specific allegations in this case. Staying with U.S. politics, President Trump has said his decision to threaten tariffs on countries he believed were trading unfairly with the United States helped them come to the negotiating table. He was speaking in a White House press conference on the new U.S. trade deal concluded with Canada and Mexico, which he called the most important one so far. The BBC's Kim Gittelson has more details. Although this was framed as a good deal for both sides, President Donald Trump had significantly more to gain by getting Canada to come to an agreement. He'd made rewriting the terms of the two and a half decades-old trade pact a signature goal of his administration. That's something he touted in a press conference, saying that the new agreement was a fair deal for everybody. When it comes to the details, however, this new NAFTA looks a lot like the old one. Financial services firm Price Waterhouse Cooper says Hong Kong is on track to reclaim its title as the world's top IPO market this year, thanks to new listing regulations aimed at attracting tech firms. PwC said the new rules have rejuvenated demand in the Hong Kong IPO market. It's forecasting a total of 220 new company listings by the end of the year, raising up to 300 billion dollars. That target is already 80% reached, and the firm said there could be two to three mega listings. In the next three months, 
Local shares have dropped as investors reacted to news over the weekend, signalling weakness in the mainland manufacturing sector. Shares of Tencent slumped as much as 2% during the Hong Kong trading after the mainland tech giant announced on Sunday its first restructuring in six years. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,343. That's 447 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $46 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.93 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 15 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 21 cents. And now with sport, here's Adam Chung. Major League Baseball's postseason lineup is now complete after the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Milwaukee Brewers both needed an extra 163rd game of the season to secure their respective division titles. The Dodgers beat the Colorado Rockies at home, winning the tiebreaker game 5-2 to clinch the National League West for the sixth straight season. The Dodgers host the Atlanta Braves on Thursday for Game 1 of the Best of Five National League Division Series. The Brewers up set the Chicago Cubs 3-1 at Wrigley Field to win the NL Central. The Cubs will have to play the Rockies in a one-game wildcard today to decide who will progress to the NLDS against the Brewers. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says the Brewers are peaking at the right time. Look, this team is essentially home-built. They've got a great manager in Craig Council who had a phenomenal baseball career. And they really believe, look, the uh, the Brewers did not play well against clubs during the regular season. Cubs, I think, took 11 of 19 games. But the Brewers just closed with a sense of playoff urgency. And that's really the difference. The Cubs have struggled, but the Brewers now, first time they're in the playoffs since 2011. To football now, the Manchester United manager Jose Mourinho says he's not worried about his position even if his club's poor form continues. United have gone three games without a win. They play Valencia in the Champions League tonight. Mourinho was asked about his underperforming players at a press conference ahead of tonight's game. I think that some care more than others. Do you want to say who? No. What I can do to improve things, I do. And I will improve the things that depend from me and my work. Bournemouth beat Crystal Palace 2-1 in the English Premier League thanks to a late penalty scored by junior Stanislas. Here's a frustrated Palace manager, Roy Hodgson. I'm pretty certain it was accidental. He did catch him. He did catch the player with his with his arm. Player went down, and the referee decides that's a penalty. So I can't complain particularly uh, about that. I can feel hard done by because I don't think it was a, a penalty won. It was a penalty actually donated. Finally, the Kansas City Chiefs came back from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter to take a 27-23 victory over the Denver Broncos on NFL's Monday Night Football. Late touchdowns from Travis Kels and Kareem Hunt gave the Chiefs a fourth straight win to start the season and a two-game lead over the Broncos in the AFC West. The Chiefs joined the Los Angeles Rams as the only unbeaten side after Week 4. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. You miss me? I miss all of y'all. Hey. All y'all girls standing together hey. like that. I can't hey. take it. Uh. Uh.